Hey everyone, welcome back to Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tiffany. And today is our first episode after our description for The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. And we're going to be, it's about halfway through, a little bit over halfway through 2021. So we're going to kind of recap the first half, do our, our favorite books that we've read so far, our least favorite books that we've read. We've got some honorable mentions. Um, and then kind of wrap it up. Tiffany says she's got a story for us. So I'm excited to hear that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a real quick story. It's nothing crazy. It's just a library hold. Um, I, Did you I, return it before you checked it out? <laughs> yeah. No, I put, so I put Beartown on hold at the library, right? Yay! As an, as an e-book, because I was like, I'll just do the e-book. And I did this yesterday, and it said I was number 35 in place. So I was like, okay, fine, that's whatever. How come this morning I get an alert that says the book's ready for me? Because 35 people read it that fast. It's that good. <laughs> like, I seriously was like, I'm not ready. Because <laughs> I'm like in the middle of a book I'm reading right now. Then we have Anna Karuna. So I'm like, can I squeeze in Beartown at the same time? No, Beartown, spoiler alert, has been my favorite 2021 read. Yeah, no, I figured that was your you number should, one. I figured you, that should, was. Uh, you should carve out some special time for Beartown. I know. So that's why I'm like, I might say like deliver at a later date. Yeah. And maybe when I'm finished reading the book that I'm currently reading, I'll get that one. And that that can be that I read on the side of Anna. But I seriously was like, how's the book already ready? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I have a few weeks. Like, I had it planned out. Like, I was like, this will be great timing. And then this morning, my thing was like, hey, guess what? You can get the book now, even though you have two books you need to read. So good luck. I was like, okay. Everybody else. Yeah. So yeah, I'll probably put it on hold for a later date. Um, but yeah, so that was just my story. Because I was going to ask, like, should I go ahead and get it now or should I wait? So. I mean, I think you can go ahead and wait. Okay. It could be a, it's, I mean, it's set in Sweden where it's cold. So it's, I read it in February. Mm -hmm. Um, so it might be a good like seasonal I think read. Like, I think so. Like you can read it whenever, and it's going to be good. But I think like yeah. if it's cold. You kind of get into it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though even though hockey's over, Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup. So they did. My aunt, you know, she lives in Sarasota, mm -hmm. and so since they're back to back uh, Stanley Cup champions. I have my mom message her and just tell her to buy us like some fun shirts just to have. And she comes back with Champa Bay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <Yeah. laughs> I was like, all right. But also still give me a shirt. Okay, thanks. But also <laughs> I still want a Champa Bay shirt. No, but like seriously, can I still get a shirt? <laughs> so yeah. Um yeah, I'll I'll see if I can put it on hold for a little bit longer. But yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so like you said, we are more than halfway through the year. Um, I'm not, my goal again was to read 30 books this year, and I've only read 14, so I'm still a little behind. Um, I think I should be at 17 by the end of July to be at a reasonable pace to hit 30, so we'll see how well that goes. Um, 
So yeah, I've read 14. I have like a, I didn't really rank them, but I do have a best of and a worst of, and I have four in each of those categories. And then I have like two honorable mentions. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm, I, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I'm curious about your your worst of, but um, yeah. we'll see. Um, <laughs> I've got, um, we mentioned previously that I have like a little book journal which I'm house sitting for my parents right now and I left back at my home. Um, so I, I feel like I made a list of everything. I feel like I'm missing books, but I'm not sure. I'm trying to think too of what you've read. Like maybe I can help you, but we'll see. Um, so I think I, I, I have 11. Okay. I feel like I'm missing some. Um, but yeah, this is actually kind of a, a, a small year for me. I usually read more than, like I'm usually like closer to, between 15 and 20 at this point yeah um but just uh, and you've had a pretty busy year life but yeah I moved and it's just been busy um yeah adjusting to things but yeah so I I have 11 I rank them just kind of the overall feel of books kind of like when I looked back on them where did I feel I fit into my list yeah so um I will give a warning about my least favorite book when I bought it, I didn't realize that it was young adult or like, like meant for okay. late middle school, high, like into high school. So like, it, I, um, okay. to be honest, I still don't know if I would have liked it back in middle school and high school, but I just want to give that disclaimer. So like I, when I looked and read reviews, people were raving about it. Um, but I realized a lot of them were the intended audience. So Okay. And then I've got, I've got a book I read in 2020. It was published in 2020 as well. But I want to give the shout out because it has one of the prettiest covers that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. my One of my honorable mentions has my favorite cover so far. Um, well, do we want to start with our worst and end with our best or start with our best and end with our worst? Yeah, we can. Let's start with the worst. You always want to end with your best. Okay. I like that. All right. Um. So if you want to name off one of your first worst, we'll just go back and forth. Okay. Um, well, I'm just going to make it easy. Um, so far, I would say the rapture of Canaan is on my bottom. Um, I'm not going to go into synopsis of what it's about. I think we have talked about that book enough. There's a whole episode on it if you want to know what it's about. But spoiler alert, it is part of our Reading with Celebrities book club from Oprah's book club. And... Just after looking about what I've read, it would be down in the bottom-ish. Yeah, so we can uh, get that out of the way, too. It was my second least favorite book of the year so far. Yeah, that's what I was, I was interested to see what we've put on our list so, to see if we had those similarities. Okay. Yeah, so that was, that was, we're the same there. Yeah. But um, that was my, my second least favorite. But my, you know, my... Best of the worst, I guess you could say, for my bottom four is the troop by Nick Cutter. It's about this group of Boy Scouts who they go away on this island for like a camping trip and they've got their scout leader with them. Um, but then at the same time, there's another subplot story of there is this lab and it was trying to develop this basically this tapeworm that people would swallow for diet pill, like diet aid. Um, <coughs> sorry, and, and it ended up going really awry, becomes like parasitic, 
one of their test subjects with it escapes and he's just like ravenous and hungry and there's a lot of like body horror to like you know like worms coming out of people's stomach and people biting like it's just I'm not a big body horror like I enjoy horror I don't like body horror I don't like gross out horror um so I can yeah. see from the standpoint like like the the subplot of the scientists developing this and then the subplot of the boys in the troop trying to survive without their scout leader and not knowing what's happening that was all fascinating I thought that was really good and well done there was just too much body horror for me so that is my um fourth least favorite book of the year so far that's that's what I've heard about that book is it's the body horror like if you're not into that then you should then you should not read it because it is pretty bad. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah, and then like one um, is just a, a serial killer in training. To be honest, like yeah. he like convinces one of the kids that he has like has been infected and starts treat like it was just it was you know I yeah. I am not up my alley. Um, I did enjoy the ending a whole lot uh, we probably should have given a spoiler alert at the very beginning um but i did enjoy the ending where it was kind of the whole well, is he infected is he not infected what does this mean sort of thing but uh it's just too much too much don't like it that's why i don't like saw or hustle or any of those movies yeah don't like body horror don't like torture porn nope um did, is this one of the ones that you did on audio? Or no? Yes, this was an audible book. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't remember if that was one of them. Okay. Well, I will not put that on my list to read this year then. And you're not a big horror person, so I wouldn't. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> like if you didn't enjoy it, I I sure will not enjoy that. Um. Okay. So another book on my. Or do we want to do a best of now? Or do you want to do all of our worst of? Let's save all of our best of until the very end. Okay, yeah, let's get all these ones out of the way. So my next one is The Hunting Party by Lucy Foley. Um, This one, it's not going to deter me from reading the guest list from her because what I've heard is, like, the guest list is exceptional. The Hunting Mm -hmm. Party is not. Like, I've heard this. Um, But just to kind of give a synopsis... um, During the days of the Christmas break, a group of 30-something friends from Oxford meet to welcome in the new year together, a tradition they began as students 10 years ago. For this vacation, they've chosen an isolated estate in the Scottish Highlands, the perfect place to get away and unwind by themselves. Um, The trip begins innocently enough, admiring the stunning if foreboding scenery, champagne in front of a crackling fire, and reminiscence about the past. But after the decade, the weight of secret... Resentments has grown too heavy for the group's um, nostalgia to bear. Um, so then two days later on New Year's Day, one of them is dead and another of them did it. And so you're basically figuring out who's dead and who you think the murderer is. Because pretty much halfway through the book, if not longer, you don't know who the person is that's dead. So you're trying to like choose your two of like, okay, is this the person that's dead and this one might kill them? Because the way they kind of set up storylines is like they talk about that resentment like you see like an argument happen between two people so you're like hmm maybe it's these two people involved or it could be this person so 
Um, it's just the, the characters were very unlikable. Um, I was never rooting for one of them in particular that I liked. Um, I think the people that I enjoyed the most were like the gameskeeper and the lady in charge there. Like the two people that were part of the group. Like I think I enjoyed their stories more than I enjoyed like these couples. Um, but it was a quick read. It was a thriller. Um, but just not my favorite. So I put it on my worst. So yeah, I mean I've heard the, like the really good things about the guest list. Like it oh, pops yeah. up all over, you know, mm-hmm. top thrillers, top you know, yeah. Because like well, one of the new books when it was published, and well, and I think the hunting party she wrote before the guest list. So I think it's like, I don't know, maybe it was like a just, I don't know. But I, again, I've heard people love the guest list, but did not enjoy the hunting party. Yeah, I can see that. But I think it has a similar concept of, like, you're in closed encounter, somebody mm-hmm. dies, and so you know that the killer is somebody in this, like, room-type area, kind of like a game of Clue kind of thing. So. Yeah. But, yeah. I hope, I don't know if I'll get to read that this year, but it is definitely, it's been on my list for a while. Um, was, did, did they at least make the scenery sound nice? Because Scotland's supposed to be beautiful. Oh, I mean, I wanted to go there so bad. Yeah. I think the only thing I did not, the other, like, part of the storyline, like, the backdrop was, like, there was um, a serial killer in the story as well. So then you were like, maybe it was this serial killer that got onto this isolated island, or not island, but isolated place. Um, So you have that kind of backdrop storyline as well as for the serial killer. Um, But then also, like, it was snowing so bad that, like, you couldn't leave. So once you were there, so that's also kind mm-hmm. of scary is, like, <laughs> it looks, it sounds beautiful, but you know that you're there until the weather gets better. When you're stuck, yeah. Yeah, because, like, yeah, like, even when they found the body, like, they couldn't even get, like, emergency people there right away. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why um, The Shining by Stephen King works so well is that, yeah, you're in this haunted hotel and everything, but you're you're isolated and you're stuck and you can't get help. So how do you, like that? It, that in and of itself is a horror movie without oh, yeah. any of the other supernatural or you know family breakdown, just yeah. being stuck. Yeah. So I think um, I know like what we want to do. We want to do like a fall TBR episode, kind of like what we did our summer TBR. And I think, too, like, I think a wintry one would be fun because I do think you could go that route of, like, the isolation, the winter. Like, that's very, like, seasonal or you can go, like, different. But I like the idea of, like, cabins and snow and stuff and being isolated. And I think there's quite a few thrillers that you could enjoy in the winter. Oh, yeah. So. Get a a cup of hot chocolate or coffee. One of my favorite... um, when I lived in Ohio, um, my parents lived up near Cleveland and I was going to school in Cincinnati. But one of my favorite was on the weekends when it would snow in my parents' living room. They had this big window and it would snow and it would look like you were in a snow globe, just the way like the wind was whipping around it. And so being able to like sit there with just the Christmas tree on with a little bit of light and a book and a cup of like hot chocolate. Oh, it's one of my favorite 
I love fall and winter so much. Well, it's funny because, like, I think when we described, like, reading in the summer, like, being on the beach with a drink in her hand, like, it sounds amazing. But, like, going the Christmas route, too, like, if you go to Colorado or New Mexico for the winter and you're in a cabin, like, you also have that, like, atmospheric type um, thing where it's, you still want to read. Like, those two, they seem very extreme, but they have the similar feeling of, like, wanting to be reading a book and not doing anything else and just enjoying the surroundings. Like, I don't know. I love, I love that. I can't wait till we do like a wintry type TBR. <laughs> I'm excited for October because I'm making that spooky month. <laughs> I do have, I already have two books chosen for October for spooky TBR. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm excited. Um, okay. So yeah, that's another one. I have two more on my worst. What do you have? I do too. So my next one is The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> you have that one too. Yeah. I'm, oh. I'm so sad. I just, I didn't connect with any of the characters. And yeah. I just, I, I wanted so much more out of that book. Yeah, I think that's what makes it so disappointing is I think our expectations were so high. Because um, it's, it's on, like, again, when I was looking at my list of books, I was like, I've, like, I did not give any book this year lower than a three star. I'll say that right now. Again, oh, I think. I, I did. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for my last. <laughs> it's very hard for me to give, like, a two star. I feel so bad. Like, I don't know. I think it, I don't know. So, like, all of these books got three stars from me. Um that I have as my worst, but like thinking back on them, I'm not going to be thinking about these books any longer, you know, mm -hmm. like these books aren't going to come back up. Like, Hey, should I read this book? Like, Hey, should I do this? Like these books are not books I'm going to recommend to people. Like these are books that I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I think they're books where if somebody else in a conversation is like, Oh, I'm reading this. You're just going to be like, Oh, I read that is all right. And then you're yeah. not going to want to talk about it anymore. It's yeah. Be like, yeah, because I don't want to also, like, because everybody obviously has different tastes in books. People mm -hmm. are going to enjoy things that you didn't like and vice versa. So I don't also want to tell somebody, well, ugh, I didn't like that. You like, want to yuck the yums. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't want somebody to be disgusted when I say I'm reading something and be like, ugh, that was a terrible book. And be like, okay, damn, cool. <laughs> Thank you. I can't wait to finish. So... Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Heart is a Lonely Hunter was also on mine. Um, again, I think we have the same opinions. If if you want to hear stronger opinions about this book, the episode right before this one is all about the Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Um, so please go find our opinions on that episode. I don't really have much more to say about it. Yeah, that was, I mean, I, I'll get it. I, I did start Anna Karenina, so I can get into that a little bit later. I have yeah. high hopes for it. Yay! Okay. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping Oprah <laughs> gets redeemed this third time around. God. Uh, I hope so, too, because, yeah. Okay. So my last book, Do Not Hate Me. Okay. But I have The Need on there by Helen Phillips. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so, so the need was chosen for our our separate book club that yeah. we do with with friends and co or coworkers, um, and it was my choice. But no, I, I get it. Like, 
I want to read the synopsis real quick because the synopsis, I think my thing was too, is like the high hopes of it. Mm -hmm. It says when Molly home alone with her two young children, hears footsteps in the living room. She tries to convince herself it's sleep deprivation. She's been hearing these things, things these days, um, startling loud noises, imagining the worst case scenario. It's what mothers do. She knows, but then the footsteps come again and she catches a glimpse of movement. Suddenly, Molly finds herself face-to-face with an intruder who knows far too much about her and her family. Um, As she attempts to protect those she loves most, Molly must also acknowledge her own frailty. Um, So, it's basically, to me, I was, when I read that, I was so excited. I was like, oh, this is going to be scary. Yeah, me too. And, like, those first few chapters where it's talking about the intruder being there and she's with her kids in that room and you know somebody's out there. Oh. Yeah. No, the, was, the whole I, – I stopped reading at the end of the one chapter where just standing in the toy box is the intruder with that, like, deer mask on. Yes. And I, I was – sitting in the dark getting my kid to bed and I was like shaking yeah no those first few chapters before you find out who's under that mask were brilliant I was like this has everything I want in a horror book and I hate horror I was Mm -hmm. so ready I think it was just the strangeness of it like it's just Mm -hmm. it was so weird and I don't know I just I, I loved the discussion that we had for book club like this was probably one of my favorite discussions yeah, because everybody had their own theory. Yes, that's what that I love. Made you, that made you go, oh, yeah, maybe that makes sense, too. Like, it, it truly is kind of an, an op- not open-ended, but it, oh. it really, you create your own idea yes. behind the story. Which I also loved about it. Like, I think, because, like, how I thought it was, like, I remember hearing everybody else's opinions, and I was like, didn't even cross my mind that way. That makes so much mm-hmm. sense. So, yeah. I don't think, again, I don't think it was a terrible book. I gave it three stars. It was just, it was so, like, I think the potential of those beginning ones, like you said, the horror right there that just scared me half to death. And then just after that, I was kind of like, wait, what? (laughs) For for me, almost, it was like, she could have ended with that person, the intruder standing in the toy box with that deer mask on. And it could have been a short story and ended there. And it would have been... It would have been one of the best short stories I've ever read. I would have probably given it five stars. Because you don't you don't need anything else after that. Yeah. And but um I yeah, I have that sitting in the middle yeah. of my list. And I think for me, kind of reading it, I connected a little bit more with Molly being a first time mom. Like there were some things in there and um and then there was just some general like overall unsettling things, like some of the artifacts that she was digging up. Because she's yeah. a um, archaeologist that she was yes. digging up, or a, a paleobotanist, whatever she, what her exact role was. Um, so there were some unsettling things. So I put I put it in the middle because for me there was a little more to the character, just personally that I related to. Yeah. Um, but no, I I agree. It was not at all what I thought it was going to be. And those, like you said, those first few chapters were so just like, oh God. Yes, I remember you telling me, I think when you got to that part, you were like, girl, this might be one of the scariest books I've read. And I hadn't started it yet. And I was like, oh, uh uh-uh. I was like, I'm not reading this. It could have ended there or even I would give it to to the, um, Helen Helen Phillips, I think is the one who wrote it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Helen Phillips is the author. 
Um, even if she had gotten it to the point where they revealed who the intruder was and then just ended it there. Yes. Cause then you could just be like, wait, what? And you could, it was I, when, uh, cause like I kind of picked up in the car where I was like, oh, I bet you it's like this. And then it was, and I was just like, but how? Like it could have ended yeah. there and I just would have been like, blah, yeah. but um, yeah, I agree. It was one of our best book club discussions because yeah. everybody had a different idea behind it. Yeah, and I liked, um, like how you said she like dug up stuff. Like I like how she had found the bu- the Bible where the God was a woman. Mm-hmm. Loved that. I, I mean, yeah, I was, again, we're talking about it again. So, yeah. I don't know. It was, and I liked how fast paced it was. The chapters were short, all of those things. Um, but just again, looking at my list, um, I think I would probably put it more towards the middle than like the worst of or whatever. But because again, it got three stars, but it definitely was not like out of those four, like I liked it the best out of those four. Yeah. But yeah. So those are the worst of for me. Um, and then I think you said, Right, drum roll of yours. I got one. I'm trying to remember if I gave this one or two stars. I may have given it a one and a half. And again, preface it with I am clearly not the intended audience for this book. (laughs) I don't, I know there are a ton of young adult books that adults read and love them. So I'm not saying anything like that. I'm not trying to be, you know, oh, I don't read young adult books. Yeah. You know, have no issues like that. Um, it's just this. I don't even think I would have liked if I was in middle school or high school. But it's called Bad Girls Don't Die. Okay. Um, I thought about pulling up an official synopsis, but I decided just to give you my own. Uh, a high schooler sister becomes infatuated with an old doll that's haunted, or a demon. I don't remember. That's how much I hated this book. <laughs> okay. So my question: How did you find out about it? So, um, last, it was like last August, I kind of, I think, um, I remember, I remember talking to you and being like, I'm in a book funk. I haven't gotten anything that's really interesting to me. I don't really know what I want to read. Um, you know, I could always go with, with horror. I could pick up, I'm not really feeling anything super sad. Like I was just kind of like in this funk. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to read. So I started Googling some of like best books of 2020. And actually that's how my, my shout out, I found my shout out. Um, okay. So I ended up getting um, the book that I think with the prettiest cover, which is Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno Garcia. I'll go more into that. That could be an entire episode because that book yeah. was wild. Um, so I picked that one. I picked another one, which was like your typical haunted house, which was, is your standard haunted house, not too bad. It was a little like at the end where I was just like, what, why? That doesn't make any sense. But, um, and then I got this one because I was like, haunted doll, can you get down with this? All right, I love it. Um, I'm a weirdo. Yeah, you and I are the opposites when it comes to that, yeah. but yes. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, it's got all these awesome reviews. That sounds like a quick book. Actually, I really think the cover's kind of pretty. Um, I have a copy, a picture of it. I can send it so we can post it on Instagram. It's yeah, very like well lit pastels, and it's just a girl with this like sheer veil over her hair or her head, basically. And she's sitting. Um, but oh my god, was this the whiniest main character in the world? Like 
she was for me she was peak like I'm not like other girls I'm cool and mysterious <laughs> and I don't like popular girls um and then her sister she's like my sister's whiny and but now she's pulling away and she found this doll it's creeping me out and I was just like literally I wish I had I I finished reading it and I looked over to my husband and I was like let me read this line to you because it's it's so cringe <laughs> and it's like so she's like you know like um I'm different than all the other girls I'm kind of like goth emo kid <laughs> got like high school <laughs> you know middle school like no shame there yeah but uh then like she kind of falls for like the nice popular boy and stuff like that and, she, and they're talking and she's like I don't like being with you and he's like why and she's like because I think too much and I was like what the Jesus. fuck is this <laughs> just <laughs> and again it, I should look it up. It had like nearly five stars on Amazon. People were raving about this book. Oh. It's a series. It's a series. There's two more books in this series. I am not going to read them. Oh, so you're not, not going to read them? Apparently the next one is like the main character goes to college and joins a sorority or wants to join. I don't know. I don't know. Turns out the demon oh it's a demon it was a demon because now the demon who was in the doll is back with the sorority i don't know i just oh, hated it couldn't yeah so i just looked I it up am, yeah go ahead well i just looked it up on goodreads it has a 4.03 no <laughs> over twenty six thousand ratings and 2700 reviews um that's that's funny that you were like no this, this is not so anti this book but i will again say i'm not the intended audience <laughs> like it's very clearly young adults and i'm all for getting whatever makes people read i'm all for literacy people reading so like if you read this and you loved it my opinion doesn't mean shit like you read, you read the rest of the series. You read what you like. You yeah, know, you you read. Um, my my biggest issue is the main character is that I'm not like other girls. When it's just like, there's nothing wrong with other girls. Yeah. You can be goth and emo, and she can be pretty and popular. And there's no reason you guys have to fight. Like yes. you can be supportive of each other. So I that was, I think my sticking point with that book where, um, you know, if there was a girl in middle school or high school came to me and said, I like horror. What would you recommend? I wouldn't pick this book because I don't think the main character is a good role model. For oh, that. Yeah. Um, I think there are other books with stronger female driven horror characters, you know, horror books and horror novels and stories um, that will serve that purpose. But again, like I said, if you read it and you loved it, it doesn't <laughs> matter what I think. And it's just my least favorite of this year and probably one of my top least favorites. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, okay, well then, let's get to the best because those are so much more fun to talk about. Yes. <laughs> I have four. How many do you have? Um, like I said, I ranked them, so I can do my top four. Okay. Um, I'll start first since uh, you just did your last worst. Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
one of the best books I've read so far this year is The Light Between Oceans by M.L. Steadman. It's one of those blue ocean books, Lindsay. It's a blue ocean book. Yeah. Um, so this book I actually gave to my mom in 2019 as our Christmas stocking gift. Um, this is the year that I got Daisy Jones and the Six from her, and I got her this. And so um, I didn't get a chance to read it in 2020, um, so I made it one of my goals to read it early on in 2021 because um, the books I buy for her I also want to read. So um, this is about a couple that live in a lighthouse um, because that's where the husband works or whatever. Um, and they go through quite a bit of miscarriages, like she can't have a baby. And um, a man that is found dead and a baby wash up to shore. And the husband is like, we need to let them know, um, like, let the authorities and stuff like back at the mainland know. And she's like, no, like, he's dead. Like, we should just keep the baby. Um, so they do. They keep this baby, um, but obviously a few years later when they go back to the mainland with the baby, and everybody thinks that it's her baby, um, they discover whose baby it is. And so the story is kind of about the consequences and, like, what the right thing to do is with this baby. Um, it was actually really good. It was really emotional. Um, did you I cry? Think I did not. I almost did at the end. Um, also, I did not realize there was a baby's face on the back of the cover until just now, so that's a little creepy. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, I think my mom cried at the end. I think she told me she cried at the end. Um, but, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. I think once you get to the part, like, about them finding the baby and, like, when you know that the consequences are going to start happening, it was really hard for me to put the book down. Um, I think I gave it four stars. Um, I'll say right now, I have not given a book a five-star this year, so I'm kind of sad about that. Um, but I do have some five-star predictions, hopefully, this year, but we'll see. Um, like, Bear Town, I have as a five-star prediction. Like, there's no... Basically, yeah. 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 There's no doubt. I'm, I'm amping it too up. Like, amping it no, up too much. No, I, I mean, the things I read about it before I bought it for you, like, I just, I was like, this book is going to be one of those books that, like... Because I go back to, like, Where the Crawdads Sing. Like, it's just one of those books where you know you're going to give that book, like, five stars. So hopefully I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we yeah, do a worst of... Oh, worst of 2021, you put it at the <laughs> end. <laughs> like, if we do it in <laughs> December. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be rough. Um, no, I know The Life Between Oceans was made into a movie. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, again, one, another one of those books that you saw everywhere, bestsellers, recommended everywhere. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I have that on my, that's one of my um, top ones for right now. Awesome. Well, I don't think there's any surprise, but my top book so far of 2021 is Beartown. Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> I think. I think have I talked about Beartown? Have I mentioned it? I'm um, shocked. I don't, not, not even the first time this episode. Like, I feel like every episode I've been like, hey, have you guys read Beartown? Yeah. Um, how, how many times can Lindsay name Beartown in the oh, episode? It's so good. Yeah. Um, synopsis is just the star of a small town's hockey team is accused of rape. And 
I think I feel like once you read it, to the whole thing because everything from the characters to the story to the way it was written to certain like style choices that the author made like it was just one of those books where for me it was almost perfection all the way through um I I love love a book like that so much I I mean I again I've probably said this already but it's one of those books that I think I'm gonna make my son read like when he's in high school because it talks about um doing what's right and accountability and pressures of being the star pressure of your like family it's just it it's an amazing book Uh, Uh, frederick bachman is the author he outdid himself and i'm looking forward to reading more books by him because that's just how much it caught my attention yeah i I know when we were at your at your parents' house for Fourth of July, um, we were talking about the other books that he's written. Um, I think Anxious People and um, A Boy Named Av or Avi. Yeah, and then there's or a man um, named Avi. And then he called. did one that was like something about um, you know my grandma says I'm sorry or something like that. Yeah some other but yeah um I haven't gotten the chance to get any of them kind of waiting for like a good time to settle down for it but uh yeah I think I think with Beartown because I have it on hold as an ebook but if it ends up being a five star I'm probably going to actually like purchase the book like I like having those types of books like oh yeah for people like I think that that would be like I'll probably buy it immediately and I will say it's another it, the cover I have. It's another very pretty cover. It's all in, you know, like icy blues and greens and grays and kind of really helps. Like, like it's one of those stories where from the cover, you kind of get an idea of how small this town is, how isolated it is, how important this hockey team is to them. Yeah. It's just, I think it should be, especially in, with some of the, you know, we hear stories all the time of this girl was raped by people, like, by guys on the football team, and it was covered up because they were going to win state, or they were going to win, and it kind of delves into that culture and that idea and helps really dismantle it on and on. I, I loved it, so. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it's been on my list again for at least a year, so I'm excited to have a chance to read that. So hopefully, maybe I'll put that as my fall TBR. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next book that I have, um, I have A Clash of Kings by George R.R. R. Martin. Nice. Um, this is book two of A Song of Ice and Fire. Um, I don't know if I'll go into the synopsis of it just because it is a book two in a series. But if you've heard of Game of Thrones or seen Game of Thrones, um, from my understanding, book two is pretty much the exact same as season two. Um, I think he is a great writer. I think that I enjoy his books a lot. I love the characters. Um, I love the idea of being in a different character's mind every other chapter, but still having that same similar storyline. And, like, now that I've seen the entire series, like, 
I finished the series and then I read book one again and it it made it easier to follow like the characters were popping up in my mind I knew kind of what was going on and then so it also made book two um easier to follow and stuff so again I'm really hoping I can get to book three this year um but again I think it's a great book I enjoy them a lot they are so long so it's definitely one of those books that <laughs> you need to give a few months <laughs> to like carve out to finish it but um I think I gave again four stars I think it's one of those books that again I would have never known about them if it wasn't for the tv series like I remember when that came became popular and then I realized how old these books were and I was like yeah was the first one pope like published like early 90s yeah and but I've also never been like a fantasy type of person like um and I think it's because I never really gave it a chance because, again, like, it kind of goes back to, like, with Harry Potter. Like, I didn't read Harry Potter until I was a senior in high school because I was like, oh, I don't like, read books. Like, books. Yeah, I was like, I don't read books like that. Like, um, I read, like, Mary Higgins Clark about murder. So, <laughs> like, which also should have been reading that as a middle schooler. So, yeah, I do. I like that concept. I've... um. I've been looking at like fantasy books that people are obsessed with right now. Um, but again, I don't know if it's still a genre that I enjoy because like with most fantasy books, there's, they're a series. So you gotta like, you gotta commit to a lot. So, um, but I do plan on finishing this one, but I think I can get through the first five before he's done with book six. So I might be good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think those, those books do a good job of kind of like, about this fantasy element for people who really are into that but then there's a lot of um like political intrigue and scheming um and like personality clashes behind the fantasy element so i think there's a there's a pretty hefty like a good balance between the two. Oh yeah yeah he he does a great job he's a i think he's a great writer um so i'm excited to get into um book three again spoiler alert it might be part of my fall tbr so we'll see okay what else do you have so the next on my list is the only good indians by stephen graham jones okay and this one is there's uh four friends they're native and um they get news that one of their friends has died, uh, was trampled by like an elk. And then, um, then it cuts to the second friend and he ends up murdered. Like it's basically nature taking its revenge on these four friends. I don't know how else best to describe it. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that would be the best way to do it. Um, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it was, um, you know, at the at the end, the daughter of one of the one of the guys, she kind of becomes this heroic figure, um, and I just thought it it did a very good job of making it creepy without becoming campy or making it trying to 
turn it into something that it wasn't going to be or trying too hard. I thought it was just a good book overall. Um, I remember texting you and was like, hey, the only good Indians is $1.99 on Kindle. Yeah, and, and I bought it. <laughs> I think we both bought it immediately. Um, I have not read it yet, <laughs> but it's on my Kindle. Maybe I'll do that part of a spooky. Um, yeah, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like how we were talking about the beginning of the need being so just like, like it yeah. wasn't at all like that, but it was enough to kind of keep your interest in becoming a thriller and, um, and a creepy without it being like it, it, it gets put into the horror, but I would probably put it more into like a horror thriller. Yeah. What I would deal with. Yeah, that one um, was really popular as well. Like I kept seeing it everywhere, and mm-hmm. so when I saw it was like a dollar ninety nine, I was like, oh, I can't really pass up a Kindle dollar ninety nine book, especially one that's pretty popular. So I remember like yeah, texting you, and you were like, I'm buying it right now, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so. Um, okay. 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 Um, so the third book that I have for the best of 2021 so far is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Um, this is a 16-year-old star Carter, um, moves between two worlds, the poor black neighborhood where she lives and the fancy suburban prep school she attends. The uneasy balance between these worlds is shattered when Star witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend, Khalil, at the hands of a police officer. Khalil was unarmed. Soon afterward, Khalil's death is a national headline. Some are calling him a thug, maybe even a drug dealer and a gangbanger. Star's best friend at school suggests he may have had it coming. Um, When it becomes clear the police have little interest in investigating the incident, protesters take to the streets and Star's neighborhood becomes a war zone. Um, what everyone wants to know is what really went down that night, and the only person alive who can answer that is Star. Um, but what Star does or does not say could destroy the community. It could also endanger her life. Um, so this book is a pretty relevant book for what's been going on in our world, um, especially the past year and a half or so. Um, I've heard really good things about it. It's a young adult book. Um, so I didn't know how much I would like that, like being in the mind of a 16-year-old. Um, but it was fast-paced. It was so good. Um, I enjoyed, like, every second of it. Um, it was sad. Um, I think it's also a movie, which I really want to watch. I don't know. I just I really enjoyed this book a lot. And I think there's a, um, a sequel to it that's about her dad before she was born. So it's more like a prequel but it came out after or whatever. Um, So I'm looking forward to eventually reading that. But again, I gave it four stars. um, And I would, and again, I would suggest anybody read it. Um, Yeah, I've seen that one on a lot of, um, you know, like Black Lives Matter reading lists. um, You know, um, yeah, like overall and in some lists I've seen split it into like fiction and nonfiction, but that one's always floating around there and it was recently made into a movie as well yeah yeah it definitely um I think I got it for Christmas in 2020 and so um yeah I just I really liked it a lot it was it was a really good book I think this is another good example of like earlier I was raging on young adult 
but for that book where this is another young adult book and it's it clearly you four out of five it captured your attention so yeah. it's not necessarily you know the intended audience but it worked out for you yeah so. like I think I think like you said like it might I might not be the intended art audience but I think the story it wasn't it wasn't just about a 16 year old girl it was just about the story in general about a black man being killed by a police officer um she, and, yeah and she just happened to be the narrator yeah um so yeah I really like that one a lot so cool yeah ah. what else so my third one is The Shining Girls by Lauren uh, Bucus. I think that's how you pronounce it. She said it rhymes with mucus. <laughs> so um, I think I mentioned that one in an earlier episode too, yeah. where it's this time-traveling serial killer and this girl yes. trying to find back against him. I just thought it was, it was fun. It was entertaining. And I liked kind of some of like the more nuances because time travel is always tricky because there's always that one thing that you can point to to be like, well, it doesn't make sense there. But um, she, she kept that part down low enough to kind of skate through any issues like that. And the ending came around full circle. So I enjoyed it. Um, I like that one. I read, uh, wow, what's it called? Broken Monsters by her too. And I like that one better than The Shining Girls. Oh, okay. But um, they were, I mean, I would, I would recommend it. It's my top, it's my third best for this year so far, so. Okay. Um, yeah, so the last one that I have as my best so far is um, Red Dragon yes. by Thomas Harris, I believe. It's a good one, yep. Yes, um, so this is the first book in the Hannibal Lecter series, Um so it's FBI agent Will Graham once risked his sanity to capture Hannibal Lecter, um, a killer like no other. Now he's following the bloodstained pattern of the Tooth Fairy, a madman who's already wiped out two families. Um, to find him, Graham has to understand him. To understand him, Gra Graham has only one place left to go, the mind of Dr. Lecter. Um, I will say, like, I thought Hannibal Lecter would be mentioned more in this book. Like, I didn't. I didn't think that he was a very prominent character in here. Like, I think the FBI agent visited him, like, once or twice. Um, the serial killer kind of had some stuff with him. Um, I think the Silence of the Lambs is going to be more. It definitely, there's, I mean, there's more of a relationship. Between yeah. Police and Hannibal. Yeah, so I'm excited because um, I do plan on reading that sometime this year. Um but I don't think there's a hold on the book at the library, so I need to be like ready for it, like <laughs> like like I thought I was with Beartown, but apparently I'm not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so again, I really enjoyed it. My mom actually read it right after me um, before it was due at the library because I was like, "Hey, I have like another week left if you want to read it." She read it. She loved it. Um, it was just a really good book. Um, I'm I'm excited because I know Clarice is now going to be the main character um but i really liked the character of will graham um yeah yeah i like will um the the tv show when they did the show hannibal he was the main character like it was oh, okay. about will graham, um trying to track down hannibal and yeah. get to him and stuff well and now there's a show i think it's on cbs called clarice and it's about I watched, her yeah i watched the first episode 
I really like it, but unfortunately, it's now been canceled. Um, I'm really upset. Of course, a show that I like is canceled. <laughs> um, I guess it just did not get good reviews. People did not enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, but I'm kind of sad. Because at first they said the second season was just going to move to Paramount+. Plus, And so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll just, I'll just get Paramount+. Plus. But then I think they finally decided, like, they're not even going to do that. They're just going to cancel the series. So I'm kind of upset. But I think I have two episodes left. Um, and then I'll be done with it. But, yeah, I was – I liked it. Um, but maybe I have bad taste in TV shows. Because a lot of them I mean, that I, I watch – <laughs> a lot of them I watch get canceled. Yeah, I mean, all of them are different. I watched the first episode of Clarice and couldn't really quite get into yeah. it. Um, but, I mean, Han- like Hannibal is was really, really good. I'm very sad that that got canceled when it did. Um, it's less murder mystery, more horror. Yeah. Though. So, but... um. Yeah, I think the part that is Red, Dra- Red Dragon is one of the scariest books that I've read as well, just from the standpoint of, like, who the serial killer is, how he acts, um, the the whole description of his teeth being all janky, oh, that exactly. really messed with me. Yeah, um, it was not. The, the one where he, the, the reporter is, like, strapped to the wheelchair and lit on fire and pushed down the hill. Yes! <laughs> just traumatized me when I read it. I was like, oh my God, somebody stop him. <laughs> like, I know you imagine like, you're walking down the street or you're like trucking up a hill, like, <laughs> like running or something. Also, there's just this flaming person flying. <laughs> yeah, like I, and, and that reporter, he was a very unlikable character, but like, that is a brutal way to die. Yes. It was terrible. Oh. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was a brutal way. Um, yeah, I liked it. Again, it was a fast-paced book. Like, I read it pretty quickly. Um, so, I liked that one a lot. So, that's my top four best of 2021 so far. All right. Um, and then my final one, I also, this was another audio book, but uh, it's a nonfiction. It's called Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup by John Carreyrou. And this is about... Um, Elizabeth Holmes, and she wanted to do that little blood kit where all you needed was a drop of blood, and it was going to tell you everything you needed to know about your health, and it was going to revolutionize um, diagnostics. You could do it at home. You could walk into a Walgreens and get it done, and you could have you know results like that. Um, it was all sham. She yeah. was lying to investors, defrauding them, um, and this is written by the journalist who kind of like she had been featured in the Washington Post as this like brilliant up and comer. And, you know, on paper, like you look at it and you're like, this is amazing. This is great. You could do it with a drop of blood, like a finger prick. Um, and I know in the book, they talk about how Walgreens and CVS were kind of in this race to get it in there first and really invest in it. Because if one of them had it over the other one, their whole like minute clinic, their care thing was just going to take off. Um, and he kind of started really digging into it and had a couple of people, a couple of whistleblowers come forward and say, hey, things are not what they seem. She's lying to investors. She, um, you know, her, they're not upholding accreditation standards in their labs and when they run tests, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just basically they're taking the money and not, give, not delivering 
what they need to on it. Um, and so he kind of really broke down the whole thing with the help of a couple of whistleblowers. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's, it started off a little slow. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it cause it's very, a lot about her, her childhood and kind of setting up how she had this mindset of, you know, when she was growing up, a lot of people were like, I want to be the president. I want to be this. And she was like, I want to be a CEO. I want to make lots of money. I want to invent something. Um, how she always kind of had this ruthless attitude. And so at the beginning, I was like, Ugh, come on, like this girl's annoying. I get it. Uh, but once they started really breaking down the whole thing, I was just like, this is, this is nuts. Yeah. So, um, I listened yeah. to a, uh, 2020 had a pod, like does a podcast, like basically just of their episodes that they put on TV and they covered her. So it was about an hour and a half long, I think. And I just felt like at the end, she still felt like she didn't do anything wrong. There was like no remorse. Oh, like, yes, she still is. Okay. Like- okay. I just wanted to make sure like you got that same feeling. Um, like I just, I just felt like she thought she was still doing good. Um, and I don't know. I, I found her very unlikable and that she just couldn't admit that what she, that she lied to these people. Yeah. I think she, she is, has such an an ego or such a I don't want to say narcissism because that's like yeah. a clinical diagnosis. Yeah. Um, but such a just such this mindset of like I can't fail. Yeah. That she was willing to go the lengths to kind of cover up and defraud. She didn't have she didn't have the smart, she didn't have like the wherewithal to back up anything that she was saying. Yeah. So it was uh, nuts. Yeah. Henry Kissinger yeah. was involved in it. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a crazy story. Um but um I thought it's it the it's by the the journalist, like the book the journalist who broke the story wrote this book and kind of really in detail and talks about how he got involved with it and stuff and um and how he said whenever they did an expose on someone like that, it was their like journalistic integrity they'd always reach out to the person and say hey this is what we're getting ready to say you know here's some of this information just so you're not blindsided it was a a professional courtesy and they reached out to try to get her side multiple times and she just blew him off and had nothing to do with it and so like when I'm hearing this and he's like I'm still trying to reach out and still trying to reach out I'm like man three times a charm the third time she doesn't she blows you off until she still wants anything to do with you you owe her nothing drop that story yep I agree it's not like you know she wasn't yeah it's not she like wasn't she was busy yeah. or had something going on in her life like she was doing interviews with other people she was yeah. just blatantly ignoring him so yeah it's a fascinating yeah um i bet that one is good on audio it was uh, the guy's voice was actually pretty like he kept it going moving it wasn't annoying or anything yeah um Okay, so those were our top four best ofs. I think all f- all eight of those books um, sound really good. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll post, um, I'll probably do a collage of our best of and a collage of our worst of and post both. Um, but I have two honorable mentions. Um, one of mine is um, Verity by Colleen Hoover. Oh, yeah. Um, this one um, Lowen Ashley 
is a struggling writer on the brink of financial ruin when she accepts the job offer of a lifetime. Um, Jeremy Crawford, husband of best-selling author Verity Crawford, has hired Lowen to complete the remaining books in a successful series his injured wife is unable to finish. Um, Lowen arrives at the Crawford home ready to sort through years of Verity's notes and outlines, hoping to find enough material to get her started. What Lowen doesn't expect to uncover in the chaotic office is an unfinished autobiography. Um, Verity never intended for anyone to read page after page of bone-chilling admissions, including Verity's recollection of the night their family was forever altered. So basically, she's in this home. She's She has full range of this office. Um, Verity is um, like hot. She's like bed bound or whatever um, because she got into an accident. So this is why she can't write. Um, and so this is why Lowen's there. She's going to finish this series for her. But in doing so, she finds this autobiography again. It was not supposed it's not an autobiography that was meant to be out. And you just start to learn about all these secrets. Um, I think from the moment that I started reading the book, it was very hard for me to put down. Um, I think I think I gave it like probably a three and a half stars, I think is what I would give it. But at the end, um, it kind of reminds me of the need that any person that reads it can have a different opinion of how it how it ends. Like, I think it's up to you to decide what you think really happened. Um, but it was it was so fast paced. Like, I remember the day I started, it, I was like, I need to stop or I'm going to finish this today. <laughs> like, and I kind of wanted to savor it. Like, it was one of those books you kind of want to savor. You don't want to just finish it in one sitting. Um, but there are some trigger warnings in this book. Um, uh, they include like graphic death, murder scenes, child abuse, graphic sex, stuff like that. So again, like it's one of those books like and I had no idea that it had these. So there was even times like I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like this is rough. Um, I had no idea it was like that. Um, so for anybody that has not read it, like just look at the trigger warnings before you do um, just in case. But again, it was to me had just that really good like thriller fast pace like you could not put the book down. Um, so that was one of my honorable mentions. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any honorable mentions. I did mention earlier Mexican Gothic having one of the prettiest covers that I've seen in quite some time. It's got, um, looks like a girl or like a porcelain doll of a girl sitting and she's got very like 1950s style off the shoulder dress background of like green wallpaper, which is, a uh, a, po a plot point in the wallpaper and the, the house that she goes to. Um, but just like the colors, like everything all really came together. And so that's what really drew me into that story. Because honestly, could probably take it or leave it at this point, but the cover was the prettiest for me. But I read that in 2020. So. Yeah, that book, I think every time I would see it somewhere, I always thought it was so pretty. Like the colors are beautiful together. Like I don't even know much about the story itself. Um, and I think I've heard like, um, mixed reviews about it. Like people either love it or like they just find it mediocre. Um, but the cover was always like the top thing that people talked about, like how yeah. pretty the cover was. Um, so yeah. And then my, my last honorable mention is, um, Cersei by Madeline Miller. Again, I think I gave it like three and a half. It was really good. Um, but I think. I feel like I took too long to read it. Like, I 
I don't know. I think it in reading it on the plane, I was just trying to read it to finish it. Again, it had a really good story. I loved learning about the different like Greek characters. Um, I found that very interesting. Um, and maybe when, if we do a top at the end of 2021, like I can see it being in like a top 10 or something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see it not being up there. I just did not have it in my top four. Yeah. Um, but, and again, to me, that one um, has one of the prettiest covers I've read so far. So, but yeah, so that's, that's our best of and worst of. I also want to talk about BuzzFeed um, had an article and I'm not going to read the, I'm not going to read the whole article, but the article was 20 of the best true crime audiobooks that podcast lovers need to listen to. And so I was like, oh, I'm intrigued because I know we talked about like, I'm not big into audiobooks, but like, if it's a true crime, then I think it's more of like a podcast form to me, right? Like, I think I would enjoy it like a podcast. So the first one is We Keep the Dead Close by um, Becky Cooper. And so I went ahead and downloaded that one. And again, just a short synopsis, um, it's 1969, the height of the counterculture and the year universities would seek to curb the unruly spectacle of, of student pro- protest. The winter that Harvard University would begin the tumultuous process of merging with Radcliffe, it's all female sister school. And the year that Jane Britton, an ambitious 23 year old graduate student in Harvard's anthropology department and daughter of Radcliffe vice president, Jay Boyd Britton, would be found bludgeoned to death in her Cambridge, Massachusetts apartment. 40 years later, later, Becky Cooper, a curious undergrad, will hear the first whispers of the story. In the first telling, the body was nameless. The story was this. A Harvard student had had an affair with her professor. The professor had murdered her and because she threatened to talk about the affair. Um, through rumors, though the rumors prove false, the story that unfolds, one that Cooper will follow for 10 years, is more complex, a tale of gender inequality in academia. Um, so, yeah. I think I heard that story. Yeah, it sounded, that was literally the first one on the list, and I immediately downloaded it on the <laughs> Libby app. I was like, this is something, this is right up my alley of what I listen to for podcasts. So, like, why wouldn't I love a book like this? Yeah. And what's funny is the second, the second book, that it talked about was actually I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara, which I know we li- we listed um, earlier on one of our previous episodes as a, a great book, um, as an audio book. So um, I have other books that I've like screenshotted from that list that I eventually want to listen to, but I just wanted to mention that one since it's the first one I'll be like listening to and I'm actually really excited to start listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's... I think that's our best and our worst of 2021 so far. Yeah, so far. I'm excited. Um, Based on what I have so far on my TBR for the rest of the year, I feel like I can add more to the best of. The person that's going to put it on the worst of is our Oprah book club picks. I'm scared. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sad. I'm telling you, like I said, I started Anna Karenina. Oh, yeah, tell us about it. Yeah. I had gotten the the Kindle version that was there for 99 cents that we talked about. And I don't know if it was just 
something to happen in the download or if it's like this, you'll have to know because you got the same one. So you'll have to tell me if you feel the same way. But as I was starting to read, and I'm not too far into it, but as I was starting to read, there was like some weird formatting issues, some spelling errors, um, just things that like were starting to distract me from the story because like I was starting to get into it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what, this is if this is going to bother me and I'm only you know, like 20 pages in, it's going to bother me for the rest of the book. And I looked and there were some other some other uh, reviewers were saying the same thing, like this book needs some editing, not the story part, but like this translation, this Kindle version needs an editor to go through and kind of fix some spelling errors, fix some formatting errors. So I don't know. You may read it and have no issue with it. Like you may just be like, oh, it doesn't bother me. But yeah. I ended up going and getting um, a different one for $5 off of Amazon. But when I was looking, there was one for, it was like mass market for like $562. I was like, oh, oh okay, sure. Yeah, Probably a book just, that I can find a PDF for because it's, you know. Yeah, let me just purchase that now. But I was just like, no, um, okay, maybe, maybe just the $5, sir. Yeah, uh, so that one, it should be here soon today. Okay. So I can switch over and it might be interesting to see like if we have two different translations kind of what yeah that's what I'm interested to see too like because there was quite a few too on Kindle there was different versions on Kindle alone so who knows what version like and again they're all translated differently um the version so I'm yeah I'm interested to see if we have like the same or if we're like oh I didn't get that at all when I read this um yeah because I know, like, the overall story will be the same, but I'm wondering yeah. if we'll have different ideas on characters if and if that'll be based on the translation or if it's based on just our personalities and not clicking with characters or whatnot. Yeah. Um, so that'll be next week's episode. We'll, we'll be discussing the first two parts mm -hmm. of it. I have not started it. My plan is to start it tomorrow. I think with my Kindle, it's a little over 200 pages is the two parts um so i'll have to do some math to see how how many pages i need to read a day but again it's <laughs> kindle i feel like it goes faster in kindle um and then i was going to talk about talk about you know when we did our summer tbr mm -hmm. episode um i had five books on that list and i have finished three of them and started the fourth one um so i had cersei on there which we all know i finished um i don't think i've talked about this yet but i finished the woman in the window did you find out the woman in the window yeah i found out it tells you um <laughs> it was it was good the ending was kind of weird like i think what the what the book did was like I had my theory the whole time. I was like, I think this is what happened. And then like, it makes you think different. And I was like, okay, maybe not. Um, I don't know. It was a, it was a weird storyline. Um, I was like, I felt like it was too much. Like I was like, we didn't need all of this to happen. I think that was my problem with um, the girl on the train. Like I was like, we didn't need all this um, to make it a good book. Um, but I finished that. And then um I read Fourth of July by James Patterson, which is the fourth book in the Women's Murder Club. And I mean, that was so quick. I was like, I just went through that one as quickly as possible. Um, and then I started The Girls by Emma Klein. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I so, that book. 
so that book, I think I'm 130 pages in. Um, so I'm pretty far in now. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And then the only book I think I mentioned that I have left on my summer TBR is Close to Home by Robert Dugani. But I might put that on hold and read Beartown instead. Just depending on what I want to do. Beartown. Uh, but so I'm proud of myself for getting through my TBR. Yeah, because I am not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to start looking at what I want for the fall TBR. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So, but yeah, that's kind of where my check-in is to, um, yeah, I, I'm feeling good about Anna Karenina. I am too. I have to say, like, I'm sure if you go back and listen to, like, our first episode or our trailer, we kind of talked about it. I was just like, oh, no, yeah. when that got picked. But um, I am willing to eat my words and say <laughs> that I am, I have high hopes for it. So. Yeah, yeah. I, this is considered like his masterpiece. This is considered one of the greatest novels of all time. Which so. is, which is weird because he also wrote War and Peace, and yes. I would have thought that one would have been his masterpiece. Apparently, this was like you know his uptown funk. <laughs> <laughs> his uptown funk to Bruno Mars, like this was his, yeah. his thing. So okay. Yeah, so next week we should be discussing the first two parts of it. So I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to see what we think of it. Hopefully we have a good idea if we already think it's going to be better than The Rapture of Canaan and The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. I need something. I need a boost. I need open the boost. I know, because I'm like, if, we bat, if we're if we 0 for 3, I'm going to be like, we're going to scratch Oprah's book club and we're jumping into somebody else's. <laughs> I don't know if I can do nine more books. Oh, but yeah. Okay. Well, um, our Instagram is reading with celebs mm -hmm. and our Twitter is reading W celebs. Um, so please go follow us there. Um, please like, and subscribe and rate us all of those fun things and let us know what you thought of our best and our worst of 2021 so far. And if we really have great taste or we're the, or we don't know what we're talking about. They're like, you guys suck. Yeah. Bad Girls Don't Die was the best book of all time. <laughs> I mean, somebody gave it five stars, so somebody thinks that. A lot of people gave it five stars. <laughs> somebody thinks that. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. This was a pretty long episode, so hopefully y'all are with us through the end. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.